I had tried Pathen and Nature Muse Medicine. I had tried some naturopathy, and I was only getting worse. I wasn't getting better. And I really, truly believe that I would be dead today if it were not for Chinese medicine. And I was very, very fortunate because in the early 1980s, I've actually been studying Chinese medicine now for over 20 years. I met a man um, named Master Ni Ching. And Master Ni is a very interesting man because um, he came from a heritage of 74 generations of Taoist masters. Now, that's significant initially because it was the Taoist masters that developed the paradigm of traditional Chinese medicine. The other thing that was significant about this man is that the last 38 generations of his family had all been physicians. So if you can imagine the kind of knowledge that has been passed down over 38 generations, it was always passed in ancient China from father to son. And so you can imagine the skill level that he would have with that kind of a heritage. And he had actually recently retired when I met him, and um, he had turned his practice over to his two sons, Dr. Daoxing and Dr. Maoxing Mi. They have a clinic in um, Santa Monica, California called the Dao of Wellness. And I started working with his son, Dr. Maoxing Mi, and it took me three years, but I reversed all of my disease states. And by Western medical standards, that's not possible. So that's what started me on the journey. I was like, this, people need to know about this. This is too, it's, you know, I had asthma, I had chronic fatigue. Um, they hadn't really labeled chronic fatigue yet in the early 80s. Um, but when you go back and read the description, I was sick constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I reversed all of that. And it was that, it was the power of that, that in Western medicine isn't recognized that really jazzed me about Chinese medicine, so to speak. You know, let me ask you a question about this, because we talk about this uh, a lot on this show, and that is, you know, whether it be the integration of East and West or the parallel paths they are now taking. Some people say that we are getting closer and closer to the integration. Other people say that that's just, you know, that's just a smoke screen and that we are really creating a further divide. And it's a very interesting conversation conversation to have because the people that say that we're coming closer are talking about the marketing aspect of what's happening. The people that say we're getting farther and farther apart are the people that are looking at the insurance companies and saying, when the heck are you going to pay for some of this stuff? Right. What's your take on it? Because you are a full-time practitioner, so you yes, see it I all. Practice, I practice full-time, and, and the insurance question, I'm going to try to answer it in two ways for you, Dr. Pat, because insurance is a whole other topic. Um, it's like a really big can of worms. What I have seen happen over 10 years, um, I've been practicing now in private practice for 10 years, and what I have seen happen over 10 years is, yes, there are a few more doctors that are interested in Chinese medicine. There are a few more doctors that will refer to Chinese medicine. You see a few more. Uh, I speak a lot to Western MDs, so you'll see in their continuing education classes there will be a speaker like myself talking about Chinese medicine. The problem that you have, I think, is still um, twofold. From the Western allopathic point of view, that Western MD will tell me, look, Mary Lee, that's great that you practice Chinese medicine. It's great that you get such great results, and I don't get it. And I went to the class, and I didn't get it. And quite truthfully, I don't have time to get it. I'm doing all I can do to keep up with my specialty, be that oncology, you know, radiology, dermatology, oncology. Um, they're, they're doing all they can do to keep up with their own field. And so that's part of it. The other part is that traditional Chinese medicine as a medical paradigm is a very right-brained activity. Western medicine is a very left-brained, kind of a rote memorization type of problem solving. And so oftentimes for an allopathic physician, they just can't even begin to grasp the concepts because conceptually we are talking now, if you think about it, 74 generations, I think they say generations are, you know, at least 30 or 40 years, you're talking about a history of medicine that is 4,000 years old or more. Mm. And when you think about how we lived 4,000 years ago, we lived in caves. You know, we didn't have artificial lighting. We didn't have MRIs and the technology that we have developed in Western allopathic medicine. 
And so the language of Chinese medicine is the language of nature, and it's based on universal principles and universal laws of nature. So when I start talking to a physician about hot and cold and true heat and false heat and dampness and dryness, they're lost because it's more of a right-brained activity than a left-brained activity. Well, we've got lots to talk about because, you know, this is, this is what this show is about. It's bringing information out there for everyone to uh, really look at, listen to, question, and join in on the conversation. My guest today, Mary Lee Calmes, as I said before, a, a proven healer and facilitator, uh, and we're going to be talking more about her and Advanced Wellness Center and give you some information about how you can connect with her as well. You're listening to The Dr. Pat Show. We'll be right back after this break. Stay tuned, everyone. I knew their emergency room could handle the routine stuff. This was anything but routine. I've got a heart condition. What if they had to admit me for emergency surgery? It is a smaller hospital. I was in a three-car accident. I still have nightmares. One minute I was working at my computer, and then all of a sudden I collapsed at my desk. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know what to expect. The emergency room at Botsford Hospital ranks in the top 10% in the country for patient satisfaction. Every physician you see in our ER is board certified in emergency medicine. So what can you expect? The minute they wheeled me into the ER, I knew I was in good hands. Botsford is also one of America's leading teaching hospitals with accreditation in chest pain, stroke, and other emergency-related specialties. So we're on top of the latest medical advances. Everything was state-of-the-art, from the equipment to the doctor's training. What can you expect from Botsford Hospital? Smaller size, big results. I have an idea for those of you who are planning a special dinner or party. Well, lamb is a good choice. It's upscale, unique, and great tasting. And now you can order the finest American lamb directly over the Internet. It's Summit Creek Natural Lamb, and it's available at the Gourmet Store at SummitCreekLamb.com. Just go to SummitCreekLamb.com and click on their Gourmet Store icon. You can order one of their lamb gift baskets to be sent directly to you. One of the most exciting things about having a new baby is bringing the baby home from the hospital. It's a very big day. However, some babies aren't healthy enough to go home right away. They need extra special care designed just for the newborn infant. If your baby has any medical problems that require admission to a special care nursery, it's comforting to know that Children's Hospital Boston neonatologists provide this high level of care in a community hospital near you. Our children's physicians work in coordination with community obstetricians and primary care physicians at four hospitals in the greater Boston area. These convenient locations are Beverly Hospital, Metro West Medical Center in Framingham, South Shore Hospital in Weymouth, and Winchester Hospital. And, of course, at Children's Hospital Boston. Great pediatric care has never been easier to get to. For more information, please visit us at childrenshospital.org slash locations. Most people, you're busy. You have a schedule for everything. Your work day, your shopping, your weekend, your vacation. You can, however, schedule when your family becomes ill. That's why we provide 24-hour walk-in care at QAnon Memorial and same-day walk-in care at our health care center in Lake Linden. Care when you need it most. Salon. How healthy is your beauty salon? Health Radio Network is streaming this show and other great health talk shows online 24 hours a day, seven days a week at healthradionetwork.com. And now back to the show. 
Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive by Our Health Hour. If you want to find out more about us and what we are doing, uh, go to www.thedrpatshow.com, T-H-E-D-R-Patshow.com. Check it out. You'll get to see the upcoming shows. We have hundreds of archives. You can search by topic or by uh, guest. It doesn't matter, but lots there for you, and it is all free. And what I'd like to say is you are welcome to download the shows. You are welcome to send them to your friends. Uh, we don't hold a copyright on these shows. We want to get this message out to as many people as we can. So feel free to do that and enjoy and pass on the good news. My guest today, Mary Lee Calmes, is someone that has, as she said before, busted through her own year of, years of crusty conditioning, I would say, but more, each of us have these layers of crust, and she has busted through to be one of the leading healers uh, in our region in the Seattle area. And she has done so not by her credentials alone, but by the phenomenal results that her patients, her clients see happen with her. And we're here today to talk about traditional Chinese medicine, what it is, what it's not, and what it can do. Mary Lee, thank you so much for joining the show today. Well, thank you for having me. As you know, I always love to talk about Chinese medicine, so this is just right up my alley. It's totally cool. But before we do, let's give out your website so that folks know how to, uh, you know, uh, find out more about you, find out more about what you're doing. Certainly. You can uh, look and get all of that information online at www.advancedwellnesscenter.net. And so... The phone numbers are there. The clinic information is there. There's articles. There's a lot of information about Chinese medicine, um, and I'd love to have you access it. Well, you know, let's talk about this a minute. So if I were to ask you to describe a traditional Chinese medicine uh, or, you know, how would you describe it, both in general terms but very specifically in the type of treatments? Well, I think the first thing is that traditional Chinese medicine is a very old medical paradigm that's based on prevention, first off, and it's, it's an awareness of energy patterns in the world and in your body because they view your world as just, uh, your body is just a microcosm of the world. And so in Chinese, in the paradigm of Chinese medicine, we're looking at energetic patterns and how those energetic patterns are manifesting in your health. And we, it's also a whole paradigm in, in the sense that it, we understand that there's a spiritual component, a physical component, and an emotional component. And so when we are treating patients, we're looking at the entirety of the patient. Is it an underlying spiritual problem? And a person can come in to me, Dr. Pat, and say, gosh, you know, my back really hurts. And I can tell right away that, yes, their back hurts, but it's because of a spiritual, an underlying spiritual problem, not because of a physical musculature problem. And I think that's one of the biggest differences between allopathic medicine and traditional Chinese medicine is this understanding of wholeness and this understanding of prevention. And so when we work with patients, our objective is to see where are these energy patterns in their body today, and then how do we have to shift them in order to prevent a problem from occurring further down the road. So we're not just trying to correct the symptomology. I mean, most people, when they have a sore throat, they go to the doctor because they have a sore throat. They want symptom relief. Well, we can give symptom relief in Chinese medicine. However, it's a much bigger picture than that. It's really about healing them as a whole person. Well, this is, you know, this conversation uh, is so timely because, you know, you've read all the books coming out, all the movies coming out, talking about energy, the whole quantum physics, the whole quantum healing yeah. idea now, where scientific support, we are energy, that's the bottom line, and yet we've not made the leap in medicine, in my opinion, to really nail that to the healing process. You see what I'm saying? No, we haven't. And, you know, Master Nee would tell you that as technologically as advanced as we think we are, we're not technologically advanced at all. You know, if you even just look over how medicine has changed in the last 100 years, 150 years, um, you know, we didn't even recognize retroviruses like HIV. 
we couldn't see them until we had the electron microscope. Um, the energy fields that we're talking about in traditional Chinese medicine, you know, Master Ni would say, are so refined that we don't have the technology yet to even pick them up. So, so this it, it is, is really it is, think, one of these conversations where we have to go to the results. We have to oh. look at what people are experiencing Absolutely. and uh, and what that means. And at the same time, it's a leap of faith for people, especially when you're talking to folks about acupuncture and acupressure, I think. Yeah. Uh, as many times as people have heard the term acupuncture, uh, they uh, and, and, and people have heard it. And as many times as they have heard it, they don't quite understand how it works. And do you think that part of the dilemma is that we are so hyped up in getting a quick fix for things? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Go out there, take the pill, you feel better. Right. Acupuncture doesn't necessarily work that way, does it? No. And, and let's talk for a few minutes, you know, about... Because you asked, let's talk about some of the terminology. What, yes. what is this thing called Chinese medicine? And I think one, number one, one of the fallacies is that acupuncture is Chinese medicine. Mm-hmm. And acupuncture is not Chinese medicine. Chinese medicine is like an umbrella or a, a wheel. And one spoke of the wheel is acupuncture. Right. One spoke is Chinese herbal medicine. One spoke is energetic nutrition. One spoke might be Qigong or Tai Chi, energy exercises that work within the body. And then you have um, Gua Sha, which is a specific type of technique. You have Moxibustion, which is another technique. It's all of these tools and techniques that make up the toolbox that we call traditional Chinese medicine. And I think that's another difference. When you look at allopathic medicine, they have three tools. They can drug it, they can cut it out or perform surgery on it, they can burn it by radiation. Those are the only three tools that allopathic medicine has. Now, they're very good with those tools, but that is the limit of their tools. So oftentimes patients will come to me and they'll say, well, I was so mad. I went to the doctor and he just wrote me this script for this drug. And I'm like, okay, well, why did you expect him to do something different than that? That is what he is trained to do. That is his tool. If you don't want that tool, then don't choose that practitioner. And so I think that's part of the, the differences is, is when you're talking about traditional Chinese medicine as a medical paradigm, you're talking about what I call the full meal deal because we're talking about your nutrition. We're talking about your emotional state and the way that you think. We understand this mind-body communication thing that, you know, psychologists only just now are coming out with all this mind-body research. Well, the Chinese understood this 4,000 years ago. So it is, it is those things that make traditional Chinese different. Chinese medicine, I think, very different from allopathic medicine is we have a lot more tools. So it's a matter of a patient coming in and matching up the right tool to their problem to give them the best prognosis or the best outcome. This is fabulous. When we come back from break, we're going to talk about some of these tools that are used and how they are dealing with chronic illness, how they are are working with people that have got, let's call it, diseases that uh, they've not been able to get help with. When we come back, more with Mary Mary Lee Calmes and the Dr. Pat Show. We're going to dig deep right underneath this and uh, have a fabulous conversation about all of this and what you can do to get yourself in great health. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after this short break. The 
investigator, Dr. Timothy Shapiro. At Lankana Hospital, we are one of the leading centers in the area for cardiac catheterizations, as well as balloon angioplasty and coronary stent procedures. Last year, we did over 3,000 procedures. We know how to fix hearts. The defender, Dr. Sean Janzer. Just as the arteries of the heart can become blocked, so can the arteries of the legs, arms, kidneys, and neck. This is called peripheral vascular disease. At Lankanaw, we treat this disease with the latest minimally invasive techniques. We have the latest tools and technology, all the resources to tailor treatment to an individual's needs. The hospital, Lankanaw, named a Solution Top 100 Cardiovascular Hospital and a member of the Mainline Health Heart Center with Bryn Mawr and Paoli Hospitals. The whole team has this vast experience to make sure every patient gets the best care possible. To schedule an appointment with a Lankanaw heart doctor, call 1-866-CALL-MLH and see why our doctors are the main difference. Travel Guard International is the industry's leading travel insurance provider covering more than 6 million travelers worldwide each year. Their travel insurance plans offer coverage for vacation and trip cancellation, travel interruptions and delays, emergency medical and health expenses, lost baggage and more. Plus, every Travel Guard insurance plan includes a 24-hour 911 travel emergency service for emergency medical assistance. Go online now and get a quote. TravelGuard.com. This is Kim Galliaz, Registered Dietitian for the Indiana Soybean Board. If you really want to help your teenage daughter reduce her risk of developing breast cancer later in life, you'll tell her to start eating soy foods now, during her teenage years. That's because ongoing scientific research is showing that consuming soy protein as a teenager, instead of waiting until the adult years, may help reduce breast cancer risk as an adult by nearly 50%. These impressive results were obtained by eating just 11 grams of soy protein daily, the amount you would get from one serving of honey-roasted soy nuts or two servings of barbecued soy chips. In addition to reducing your teenage daughter's risk of breast cancer, soy protein-rich foods may help her bones stay strong and her heart healthy. So make the simple change now to add soy protein to your family's diet every day and help your daughter develop smart eating habits that will provide life-enhancing benefits to her health and well-being. This program provides general information relating to health. Listeners should not individually rely on the information given here because we're all a little bit different from one another. This program is definitely not a substitute for a consultation with a qualified medical doctor. We encourage you to make an appointment with your own doctor in order to resolve any of your health concerns. Now, back to the show. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show, Talk Radio to Thrive By. My guest today, Mary Lee Calmes, we're here talking about traditional Chinese medicine and much more. If you want to find out more about her and her work, go to advancedwellnesscenter.net and check it out. Uh, thank you again, Mary Lee, for joining the show today. I mean, we're just getting warmed up here in terms of the power of traditional Chinese medicine, how it's Absolutely. used in your personal practice, and what some of the results are. What have you seen uh, in terms of healing and well-being for people that pretty much um, use it as a preventative, but also some folks that they could not get the results they wanted in uh, you know of the allopathic path, so to speak. Let me talk to you uh, first, Doctor Pat, about a woman that I saw ten years ago. Um, she was a school teacher. She had irritable bowel syndrome. She had been to every Western doctor. She had had every Western test done known to man. So that's good. I mean, she'd ruled out cancer. She'd ruled out, you know, all of the really big heavy hitters. However, her life was totally disrupted by this condition. She couldn't teach. She had been on disability for six months. She could not go out to a restaurant. She could not leave her home. And I had her back to work full-time in six weeks. And wow. that's after being out for six months. Now, did she, she didn't know a lot about Chinese medicine. I mean, you think about back 10 years ago. Um, it's amazing to me. I've been practicing for 10 years. But she didn't know a lot about Chinese medicine. But another woman that she knew had come to see me for really severe migraine headaches. And, again, in a matter of weeks, she was headache-free. 
so she told the next person uh, who happened to be this irritable bowel patient. And this patient now comes to see me, oh, maybe every six weeks, every three months. But, but she began on a once-a-week schedule and then was back to work within six weeks full-time, and she got her life back. And I think that's the significance and the power behind Chinese medicine is you really do not have to suffer. It is not about suffering. And there really are ways to work with the body where the body can rebalance and can restabilize itself, which is what she did using acupuncture, using herbal medicine. She created a new balance point in her body, and she was able to get on with her life. And that's a pretty um, amazing story. And, and it I is, have because that's a pretty serious stories. condition. Pardon? That's a pretty serious condition. It's a serious condition. It's a chronic condition from the allopathic, you know, point of view. I mean, that's, uh, I'll tell you one of, my, of myself. I went, I got this bizarre skin rash, and I went to the dermatologist, and he said, oh, that's blah, 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 blah. It was like, you know. 25 syllables long, and I couldn't pronounce it, and he could barely spit it out. And he goes, oh, yeah, that's only going to get worse. And, you know, I was like maybe 35. <laughs> and I was like, thanks, it's only going to get worse? I went down to L.A. I happened to be going down to see Mal, and he looked, took one look at me, and he said, I think you're having an allergic reaction to something. What have you changed? And I had started using a supplement that I had bought over the counter, and I eliminated that supplement, and the rash completely went away. So it's looking beyond. It's asking questions beyond. I had another patient who was having a lot of breathing problems, and I started asking him about his routine and his sleep, and we figured out that it was his pillow, and he changed his pillows, and lo and behold, his breathing problems resolved themselves. You know, now, there's, now we see a lot more about dust mites and pillows, but, you know, most MDs are not going to ask you what kind of pillow you're sleeping on. They're not going to ask you what your sleeping habits are. They're not going to ask you about your nutrition. They're not going to ask you about the stressors in your life. And that's, I think, why people come back and they, you know, I have patients that have been coming to me for 10 years. Why do they come for 10 years? Because they get results. I mean, I ask them that. Why do you keep coming back here? Because they get results, not just in their health. Yes, their health changes. Yes, their health improves. But their overall sense of well-being improves. Their life improves. And that's addictive, I'm telling you. It really is. Well, and that's why people keep coming back. Um, You know, a lot of times we talk about the path that each of us takes, and you mentioned referral, and we're we're starting to get more people talking to their friends and families about what used to be known as alternative help. And so, uh, you know, what do you make of this this? label that's called alternative health. Well, I think that's a fallacy because if you look at China, there's 3 billion people in China. Let's just talk about China. 3 billion people. They have used this medical paradigm for over 4,000 years. Are we that arrogant in this country to say they're all stupid? I mean, that's basically what we're saying when we say that this is an alternative medical form. It is not an alternative medical form if you're in China. It's on every street corner. If you're in Europe, it is not considered an alternative medical paradigm. Chinese medicine has been used equally in Europe for over 100 years. A lot of it has to do with the the AMA and where the funding came from at the turn of the century and what got funded and what didn't. In Europe, Chinese medicine, uh, homeopathy, naturopathy was all funded equally. You had equal access to it. It's only now that we're starting to get equal access in this country. So to me, in my mind, it's not alternative. Well, and, and that's what we're seeing more and more uh, uh, along the way. You, you know, when we talk about some of the, 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 the chronic illnesses that have come up recently, it seems like we're hearing more and more and more about them. And one of the things you talked about was the technology, and now we're able to detect things. Absolutely. Other people have said it's because we're older now and some of these things are showing up. Uh, what do you make of the bucket we sort of put people in for things like MS, for things like fibromyalgia? I mean, you know, what, what are all these illnesses? What do they really mean? And can traditional Chinese medicine help with those? Well, in, from the Chinese medical paradigm, the first thing is there's always a balance of yin 
and yang energy in the body. So let's talk about that for one minute. Yang energy is the sun. It's hot. It's fiery. It's creative. It's the get up and go energy. Yin energy is its polar opposite. It's the moon. It's introverted. It's feminine. It's quiet. It's the shady side of the mountain is the yin side. The yang side is the sunny side of the mountain. Everything in Chinese medicine can be broken down into this imbalance of yin and yang. All chronic diseases come out of an imbalance of yin and yang. This is why Chinese medicine is so powerful, is because we restore the balance of yin and yang, and then you get health and wellness. All right. We're going to talk more with Mary Lee Calmes. We've got lots to talk about today. And so I want to mention that you are listening to the Dr. Pat Show, Talk Radio to Thrive By. When we come back, more with traditional Chinese medicine, more with your life, your health, and how you can tap into the power of this form of healing. We'll be right back. This is an important message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. After a storm, many roads may be flooded. Avoid driving through these areas, especially when the water is moving fast. Drownings can result from driving through water. In fact, as little as six inches of water may cause you to lose control of your vehicle. And as little as two feet of water will carry most cars away. To learn more, call the CDC at 800-CDC-INFO. The Trailblazer, Dr. Scott Goldman. Patients who undergo minimally invasive valve surgery have better outcomes. If a patient looks in the mirror after a minimally invasive valve operation, they don't see a scar. At Lankinaw Hospital, because of our expertise, we have taught many other surgeons how to perform this procedure. The Visionary, Dr. Francis Sutter. At Lankinaw, we use beating heart surgery 98% of the time on all our bypass patients. Five times the national average, we are using all the new technologic advances to reduce stroke, reduce pain, and improve patient outcomes. The hospital, Lankinaw, named a Solution Top 100 Cardiovascular Hospital and a member of the Mainline Health Heart Center with Bryn Mawr and Paoli Hospitals. Every day we're making things better because new technology allows us to do that. To schedule an appointment with a Lankanaw heart doctor, call 1-866-CALL-MLH and see why our doctors are the main difference. What to wear, what to buy, what to eat. Choices. You make them every day. At QNL Memorial Rehabilitation Centers, we understand choices aren't always made on your own. So when it comes to pain and injury, remember, it's ultimately your choice who should provide physical therapy to help you regain function so you can get back to your everyday life. QNL Memorial Rehabilitation Centers. To learn more about us, visit our locations in Houghton and Lorium or online at kmmc.org. This is Kim Gallias, registered dietitian for the Indiana Soybean Board. The latest medical research has found that several natural components of soy may help protect against colon cancer, which is the second leading cause of cancer death in the United States. The components of soy that may be helping prevent colon cancer are called isoflavones and saponins. Both are found in soy foods such as soy milk, soy nuts, and green and yellow soybeans. Many soy foods are not only good sources of these isoflavones and saponins, but they are high in fiber, and fiber-rich foods have also been associated with lower cancer risk. Limiting high-fat foods can also help reduce your risk of developing colon cancer. Substituting soy veggie burgers or tofu for higher-fat protein foods will help cut fat considerably. So start adding soy foods to your diet every day and help reduce your risk of developing colon cancer. This one small change will provide big benefits to your health and well-being. Health Radio Network is streaming this show and other great health talk shows online 24 hours a day, seven days a week. 
at healthradionetwork.com. And now back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. What a great show we're having today. My guest, Mary Lee Calmes. We're talking about traditional Chinese medicine and much more. Again, if you want to find out more about the work that she's doing, go to advancedwellnesscenter.net and check it out. Before the break, we started to talk about chronic disease. And, uh, and, and you know, Mary Lee, let me ask you before we even jump in there, what does that mean, chronic disease? Well, oftentimes it means that it's an ongoing condition that is either going to be there ongoing all of your life or it's going to be there and continually get worse. Uh-huh. So, for example, a disease state like MS, um, multiple sclerosis, people would say once you've developed that, there's going to be a progression of deterioration that you're going to go through. And in traditional Chinese medicine with a patient with MS, the goal is to halt the progression of the disease. And, again, it depends on how soon a person comes to me. I always tell people, come to me sooner, not later. Right. Because the longer you wait, the more the energetic pattern is set in your body and the harder it is to reverse. So the sooner you get on these things uh, from the Chinese medical model, the, the better your results will be in terms of halting and changing the progression. I'll, I'll use arthritis as an example. There's an extensive history of arthritis in my family. And I have a very young mother, but in her 50s, she already had to have both of her knees replaced. And so knowing with that, that history... I have really done everything I can possibly do to protect my joints using Chinese medicine um, and a few Western things like glucosamine to prevent that from occurring. And now that I'm in my early 50s, my, my knees, I do have some arthritis in my knees, but I'm not anywhere near having to have a knee replacement in my 50s. So it's using the medicine to prevent even genetic underlying conditions. You know, and and part of this is really getting your body, getting the energy. Is the language balanced? Is that what we're? Is that the language that is used? It is about balancing. It's it's about balancing this underlying energy of yin and yang. It's also about, you know, you have in in Western allopathic medicine we talk about the heart, the liver. We we have these organs. We have a system a language in in Western medicine. Well, we have a similar language in Chinese medicine, so we talk about heart energy, we talk about liver energy, we talk about kidney energy, and then we talk about is the energy excessive, it's too strong, there's too much, uh, just like a hurricane, that's too much wind, um, as a, or a drought, you know, there's not enough rain. It's a matter of balancing um, the yin and yang of each organ. And that's why Chinese medicine sounds really simple when you first start talking about it. It's like, oh, balancing yin and yang, that's very easy. And then you realize that it's balancing the yin and yang of the heart, the yin and yang of the small intestine, the yin and yang of the spleen, of the stomach, of the liver, of the gallbladder, and it gets complicated really fast. It, it does get complicated really fast, but it, it's it also uh, very, very powerful and relief. One of the things we did not talk about, and which is really, I don't know, some people would call it a side effect of some of the illnesses we're talking about. We're talking about the pain factor. Oh, yeah. I mean, pain, pain, pain. You know, whether it's arthritis, whether it's fibromyalgia, whether it's rheumatoid arthritis, whatever that is, there's a pain factor. Right. And so there is, um, I, I would imagine... And some of the work that you do, some of the people you see, part of this is to help with the pain. Absolutely. And, again, it's mind, body, spirit, medicine. So oftentimes pain, number one, will damage the heart. And the heart is the organ that one of its responsibilities is sleep. So, for example, fibromyalgia and sleep problems go together hand in hand. Well, from the Chinese medical model, that makes total sense because they're in pain. It's damaging their heart chi. They're not going to sleep as well. Then you also have with pain patterns, you typically will have depression because it's like, oh, my God, is this pain ever going to end? One of the things that happens when you have acupuncture is it actually changes the neuron firing sequence in your body. So the way that you break pain patterns is you teach the neurons to fire in a different way. And you do that using acupuncture. The other thing that happens with acupuncture is all the neurotransmitters in your brain change. So the serotonin levels, the dopamines, the endorphins, the feel-good neurotransmitters actually go up. You produce more of them. 
So people find with acupuncture that they're very, very relaxed. They leave just going, oh, I'm so relaxed. Um, and they feel much better. And it's because you've, one, changed their neurotransmitters, and two, you've changed the neuron, neuron firing sequence that's causing them to be in pain. And so that's part of what people can do uh, to help with this because generally if we're experiencing pain, uh, for the most part my understanding is in our conventional ways we give people a couple of pain pills or I'm not sure exactly what we do, but I, I mean the pill is the quick thing to do. Right. And the, the pill has a side effect. Um, all, all drugs have a side effect. And so you have to take into account that when you do Chinese herbal medicine, when you do acupuncture, you're not creating a side effect. So you're not creating a problem. All right. We're going to come back with Mary Lee Calmes. We've got a little bit more to talk about as we wind down this hour. Traditional Chinese medicine with one of the leaders in the field, Mary Lee Calmes, proven healing facilitator and skilled educator. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. Uh, we'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. This is an important message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. After a storm, many roads may be flooded. Avoid driving through these areas, especially when the water is moving fast. Drownings can result from driving through water. In fact, as little as six inches of water may cause you to lose control of your vehicle, and as little as two feet of water will carry most cars away. To learn more, call the CDC at 800-CDC-INFO. I knew something was wrong. I felt pressure in the center of my chest. I had pain in my arms and neck and I was short of breath. I felt nauseous and I broke out in a cold sweat. I thought, this is it. I'm having a heart attack. I didn't waste any time. I went to Valley Hospital Medical Center. At the chest pain center there, doctors and nurses quickly evaluated my condition and worked to minimize damage to my heart. Thanks to them, I was able to make a full recovery. If you have symptoms of a heart attack, don't wait. Call 911. Go to the chest pain center at Valley Hospital. Especially nurse nurses and other healthcare professionals quickly diagnose your pain and take action. The Chest Pain Center is part of Valley Hospital's Cardiac Center of Excellence. It's where we treat all cardiovascular conditions, including heart attack, congestive heart failure, coronary artery disease, and more. For more information on the Chest Pain Center and the Cardiac Center of Excellence at Valley Hospital, go to valleyhospital.net or call 388-4000. That's 388-4000. The Cardiac Center of Excellence at Valley Hospital. The Bloom Cardiovascular Institute offers many educational classes and support groups for individuals affected by cardiovascular disease. Through Bloom Cardiovascular Institute classes and support groups, individuals affected with cardiovascular disease are provided with information as well as emotional and moral support. To learn more about the Bloom Cardiovascular Institute of Northwestern Memorial and its educational classes and support groups, call toll-free 866-662-8467 or visit heart.nmh.org. To all you parents out there, you know that feeling you get when your child has to go to the hospital? Your heart races and you get that knot in your stomach? Just thinking of your child in pain? How can you reduce that stress? Well, kids aren't just small adults. So look for a hospital that specializes in children. For over 130 years, Children's Hospital Boston has been the hospital for children. We're home to 3,000 specially trained caregivers, from cardiologists to play therapists. Our physicians practice at 10 locations in and around Boston, including our new center in Waltham. So great pediatric care has never been easier to get to. Children's Hospital Boston. We take care of your whole family, as well as your child. To learn more about our specialized care and all the places you can find
fabulous show coming up for you. Want to make sure you don't touch that dial because this is Health Radio. We'll see you next week. Technical services provided by Gab Network at gabnetwork.com for the Health Radio Network. Radio Network. Radio Network. This is Kim Galliaz, registered dietitian for the Indiana Soybean Board. Losing weight will be a lot easier if you make eating breakfast a priority every day. Eating breakfast gives you a feeling of fullness or satiety, which means you'll be less likely to eat high-calorie snacks to curb hunger, and you'll consume fewer calories at your next meal. Soy foods are perfect for breakfast when you're trying to lose weight, and not just because they are filled with bone-building and heart-healthy soy protein. Many soy foods can actually save you overall calories and fat grams. For example, traditional sausage links contain 160 calories and 14 grams of fat, while soy breakfast links have only 70 calories and 3 grams of fat. Other soy breakfast foods include bagels made with soy nuts and soy cereal with vanilla soy milk. So make the simple change now to start eating breakfast daily and including soy foods. It's the smart, sensible, and healthy way to lose weight. Health Radio. Health Radio. Health Radio. Health Radio News. I'm Kevin McCarthy. Prescription drug prices soared nearly twice as high as inflation last year. So says the AARP, but a drug industry trade group calls the ARP report inaccurate and misleading. The AARP reports a 6.2% rise in the manufacturer's list price for the brand-name prescription drugs studied, and that's almost double America's general inflation rate of 3.2% in 2006. That translates to a rise of nearly $272 in 2006 in drug cost for the typical older American who takes four prescription drugs, says the AARP, assuming that only brand-name drugs are used and that the full price increase is passed on to the consumer. However, the Pharmaceutical Research and Manufacturers of America group says government data put prescription drug inflation at 1.5% for 2006 with slowing growth in prescription drug prices. This is Health Radio News. How's your day going? We hope it's okay. So this is a radio commercial from Bridgeport Hospital. Now before you say, oh, just what I need, another hospital ad and change the station, think about this. Just about everybody needs a hospital sometime. So doesn't it make sense to learn where you can get the best care before you need it? That's why every so often we'll tell you some things that you probably don't know about Bridgeport Hospital, which, by the way, is part of the Yale New Haven Health System. Things like the cutting-edge technology that can save lives or advanced surgical procedures that help patients recover more quickly. To tell our story, we've invited about their experiences in their own words. They know firsthand what it's like to receive the expert care we provide. You'll meet some great people from our community, and you'll get some critical information about Bridgeport Hospital. We call this series Caring for Your Life, because that pretty much sums up what we do. So keep listening for Bridgeport Hospital, Caring for Your Life. made on cell phones do not affect hospital medical devices, U.S. researchers have said, but store anti-theft alarms might make implanted heart devices misfire. Tests at the Mayo Clinic and normal use of cell phones caused no noticeable interference with patient care equipment, but a portable CD player caused an abnormal electrocardiographic ECG reading when a patient used it near one of the leads of the device, that according to one of several reports in the March issue of Mayo Clinic Proceedings. And at least two reports suggest that anti-theft devices set up near the doors of retail stores can cause implantable rhythm devices such as pacemakers and defibrillators to malfunction. Most hospitals currently forbid of cell phones. Dr. Rod J. Gimbel of East Tennessee Heart Consultants and Dr. James Cox of the University of Tennessee Medical Center in Knoxville described two cases in which anti-theft devices apparently caused implanted heart devices to malfunction. 
One of the patients had a pacemaker, and she collapsed after pausing in a store doorway. Another had an implantable cardiac defibrillator that shocked him after he stood near an anti-theft device. The devices are called electronic article surveillance, or EAS systems, and use an electromagnetic field. More than one million EAS systems are installed worldwide. Store employees need to know the danger, he cautioned. Simply moving the person away from an anti-theft device may save their life. Scientists have developed a test for the early diagnosis of lung cancer. They hope the analysis of which genes are switched on and off in cells lining the airways leading to the lungs can be used to diagnose patients sooner and make treatments more effective. Lung cancer is the most deadly form of the disease. In Britain, it is the most common cancer in men and the third most common in women. In 200 new cases were recorded and nearly 9,000 deaths. U.S.